0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Todd Purgatory, a.k.a. Todd Perks. I am one of your hosts, Molly. Hey, hey, I'm Blair. <laughs> Blair just made <laughs> a huge sniff right before her name. Sorry. We're recording early today, and me and Blair are both like, Woo!
1: Woo! Ski-doo. We're on the early train. I gotta tell you, Molly, I'm on the sleepy train.
0: It has been a week for me, and I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little sleepy. I hear ya. Well, here's the thing. We are gonna rally... Because speaking of rally, today's subject, I don't know, that was a weird segue. Sports. Yeah. We are talking about sports. And for our set of kids, which is our focus of our show is ages zero to six, you know, it's actually... I cannot believe how much sports are on my mind lately. And then this we have this subject, which is such great timing. My son is five and a half, and he plays, you know, like AYSO soccer. Wait, what is AYSO? I think it's American Youth Soccer Organization. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. think so, and that's sort of like the main thing. And it's been around forever. My son actually wears my husband's old AYSO jerseys. Shut your mouth. That's so cute. I shan't. It's so cute. It's really fun. And he has a blast. And my husband is the coach this year. He signed up to be the assistant coach. Nice. But nobody else signed up. So he's the head coach. Head coach. Head kids. <laughs> By default. But he played soccer in high school and stuff. So he's super into it. And it's under six. So it's really fun. They don't keep score. They just kind of generally learn how to pass it to each other and try to get it in the goal mm-hmm. generally. <laughs> but the funny thing is, <laughs> they don't keep score. Officially, but every once in a while, you'll hear one of the kids either on my son's team or on the other team go, "Ah, uh, it's four to two. It's four to two. Ha <laughs> ha. Yep. I'm like, how do you know that? Like, they don't. They make it up. But here's the crazy thing, Blair. They're, it's true. They're actually saying the score. They're keeping score in their head. It's like we can't help ourselves. Like, human <laughs> beings have to keep score. Isn't that funny? <laughs>
1: That's funny. We're, we're messed up. Yeah, my um son is on... A Little League team. He plays T-ball. And, yeah, they're the same thing. Like, out of the blue, they will just like, it's ten, nine, But they make it up.
0: Oh, but they make it up? Because
1: none of those kids are hitting uh, (laughs) hitting homers
0: (laughs) off the tee. Oh, man. But it's so fun. And I love that we have all these options. But it's also interesting to kind of look at where our kids are now and try to forecast, like, the problem in America with youth sports is – It's getting crazy out there. It's getting nuts. Yeah, we have this sort of emphasis on youth sports in this country, which I kind of was vaguely aware of because I only have a five and a half year old. But I have a lot of friends who have older kids. And, you know, it's almost like if you show a spark of (laughs) talent in a sport at a very young age, suddenly the entire family is affected because suddenly you're being invited on these travel teams and parents feel like they have to say yes they're proud of their kid they want their kid to excel at you know whatever they want them to be happy but the pressure and the driving hours back and forth to these tournaments and stuff it can escalate very quickly Well, I got to tell you this, Molly, and I've had this conversation with my husband
1: because he's a huge Yankees fan. And from the jump, once that child came out and it was a boy, you can see just like the Yankee logo in this man's eyes. Not stars, Yankee logo, just like boing, 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 But he's been very good about just like taming it. And I got to say, you know, growing up, it was all about like, Sports in the yard, right? Sports in the backyard or sports on the street or... On the
0: street, game on, game off when a car is coming. Yep. Game on, game off. Yep, that kind of thing.
1: And I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because I live in a city. I feel like it's less of that now. And it's more of like, get them on a team immediately so we can find out what their strengths are. So we can figure, you know, it's just like, there's this like, this is pressure. And even my husband was saying that for him, he, and my husband's a bit older than I, just a tad it's just a girl. She's in his light 50s. <laughs> as we are in our late 40s. <laughs> light 40s. But he was saying like when he was a kid, like he paid. He like did a newspaper route to be on his local baseball team. And it was like kids who just loved to play. And like when the game was over, they would stay until it got dark oh. just to like play, you know. And it was just like they just played to play. I don't know. I it just is not feel like that anymore it feels a little forced the the love of it i don't know maybe it's because there's technology i don't know and then also like i feel like i'm going on a rant here my goodness that's okay you have feelings and slow me down nope not at all slow me down well i will not do it it's also and i'm not a big sports fan but i'm, I'm not a big sports person i love to watch the theater <laughs> But I also feel like a lot of this, like the drugs, the steroids, that whole thing just became so big. And then you find out that your heroes are really juicing, you know, and it's just like it all just kind of like, I don't know. I think the love of it has been taken out of it a little bit. And they get paid so much,
0: so much. I mean, come on, so much money to hit a ball. Yeah. And it feels like parents are being asked much younger to decide when their kids are much younger mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. zoom in on that one sport. Zoom in. And yet we have all these evidence. Who is that amazing women's soccer player from the U.S. team? Perhaps it was Abby Wambach, but one of those wonderful, incredible women's soccer players said that she was so relieved that nobody made her just play soccer her whole life because she probably wouldn't be playing now. Right. She's like, I got to play three sports in college. I mean, obviously, she's a phenomenal athlete. And that's one of the things I found out when I was looking up this stuff. And again, I have to tell you something. So my son is playing AYSO soccer and my husband couldn't make one of the practices in one of the games because he was doing theater. And so another gentleman offered to be coach on those days. And I said, I'll help out, although it's really not my calling. My strengths lie elsewhere. But I found myself on the sidelines of this soccer game. And I wasn't, I'm not a screamer. I was a cheerleader. So I like, you know, I have a very, I can do a low voice, but I'm not like, come on, get in there. You know, I'm not doing that crazy stuff. But I was like, okay, let's go move it down the field. And I found myself kind of being more vocal on the sidelines than usual. I hope in an encouraging manner, but reading up for this episode, I maybe need to simmer down a little bit. Oh. <laughs> This is what I learned And I didn't know this And Yeah I think so many parents go in with Truly the best of intentions oh, We're all just trying to be good parents Yeah And then there's that fear Of
1: your kid not finding their thing Yes Or you not supporting it once they found it Or ignoring it Or Right You just want to just You want to push it all Push it all Take it all Take it all Right Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do good And do good at it Do the best that you can at it Just so you can feel pride about it
0: Yes Oh my god And also What you just said is a big part of it is we have to be careful that we're not living our own lives through our children. Oh, for sure.
1: Well, they don't have to worry about that with sports. (laughs) (laughs) What, with you? Forget it. Once they're in the theater, I'll be
0: like,
2: yes, live your life.
0: Express your emotions well. Uh, I know. But the one thing we have to remember, especially with our kids ages zero to six, there's a few things to remember, but one of the things is that the biggest thing for our kids right now under the age of six is moving their bodies. True. And free play. True. Yes. Kids at this age, little kids, three year olds, four year olds, five year olds, they learn through physical touch and free play. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing to remember. Mm-hmm. So we feel this pressure so early. I felt like I was late getting my son into soccer because he was five and a half. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. Oh, no. All these other kids are going to know what's going on. I've let him down. Mm-mm. Hey, Molly, simmer down.
1: Not the case. Not the case.
0: Not the case. It is just fine. The biggest thing I'm doing for him is letting him go to the playground as often as I can get my butt there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, and play outside and going to our neighbor's house and jumping on the trampoline and throwing yoga balls at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That is the biggest thing we can be doing.
1: Yeah, it's true. I noticed that they don't do practice for the T-ball. They just show up to games. And I was like, what is the, The, here's my, you know, know, get it together brain. I'm like, why would they not practice? Don't they know that they need skills in order to play the game? And then we get there and literally some of these kids, they've never like, Played a sport before Right Or they've never Played t-ball before yep. It's just something That their parents Are getting them involved in And just watching them They're all on the field At once Like all like 25 of them Right <laughs> I love it <laughs> And like That is the best The best And they each team Gets to hit I think it's twice They go through it But They just all Stand around In whatever position They feel like it And they all Run to the ball At once <laughs> And it is complete chaos. Chaos. But I'm watching it. The first time I was like, what is going on? Where's the coach? Right. But then as I was watching, I was like, they're just moving their bodies and having fun. That's all they're doing. They're just moving their bodies and having fun. And then it also, it was kind of cool to watch that they were all strangers. Like these kids don't know each other. They're from like all over Jersey City. And Jersey City is pretty big. So they're all getting to know each other while they're just like playing and f- flailing and hitting all <laughs> of things. It's just like, it's about the, when I really just like took a step back. and I was like, it's not about the skills, Blair. We're not going straight to the Yankees yet. It's about camaraderie. It's about learning about their bodies, how their bodies move. Yeah. And getting that time outside, getting to fill their lungs with the frosh air and having a good time. Good God, they need to have a good time.
0: Well, that's exactly what we're looking for at this age. And you've hit on so many wonderful things. That's exactly what the experts say is like, it is more about having fun, camaraderie, making friends, being outside, having a blast and moving your body at this age. So even though your son is playing a team sport, from what I read, most experts say to truly kind of play competitively in a team sport, it would be ages six to eight. Or really eight. Yeah. But they said before age six, if it is a sport such as soccer or t-ball, if the emphasis on is on fun, that's what matters. And they start to get the idea of what a team sport kind of feels right. like without the right. pressure of competition. So what you just described, that hilarious mayhem, is perfect. Yeah. Like, that's great. That's great. Because he's having a blast. But he looks forward to it every week.
1: Loves it. And guess what it does, too? Wears him. Him.
0: Out. Yes. yes. And that, really, that's what we're all going for. <laughs> that's all, That's it. That's, what really, that's really what it is.
2: <laughs> we'll be right back. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology-trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork. A revolutionary baby monitor is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. If you're a parent, I invite
3: you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
0: Hey, everybody, we're back on Toddler Purgatory talking about sports, which ones and when and why and how. And we're just talking about these fun opportunities that kids may have before the age of six to play sports. If they are going to do if sports are for you. So I feel like actually we should mention that, too. Don't feel pressure to put your kids in any sports. At all. Did I feel it? Yes I did. So you might be feeling it too. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to. You know a very visible person who does not enroll her kids in sports is our fave busy toddler. Mm. Did you ever see that? I didn't know that. Yeah she said I enroll my kids in exactly zero things because she focuses on being outside and creating games at home and that kind of thing and just playing just playing mm-hmm. and that is awesome that's also because she's got a closet full of never-ending
1: activities and she's also coming up with them yeah she's real good she's real good
0: but i feel like we should mention that to not feel that pressure there's an article in parenting.com about toddler sports and they say take the pressure off Organized programs offer no edge at these young ages, says Brooke DeLench, author of Home Team Advantage, the critical role of mothers in youth sports. She says studies have shown that kids who take sports and exercise classes as preschoolers are no more likely to be involved in high school sports than kids who don't. Amen. Amen. In fact, free play at the playground in the backyard or basement with a ball may be even more beneficial, she says. And here's the thing.
1: I loved to like play Like sporty things Like I was pretty sporty Yeah But you best believe Your buttocks That I'm gonna turn something Into a complete and total drama Play We're gonna turn this into a magical You know Something or other When I was a kid You know what I mean? Yes There were those kids That were playing soccer for real And then there was Blair Who would take the soccer ball And turn into Prince Charming And run around the field with You know what I mean? Like
0: (laughs) I like my men like I like my soccer balls. <laughs> Bouncy and movable. And checkered. And checkered. <laughs> Look good in black and white. With a checkered past. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, that's great. I think it is important. And in that same parenting article, Pete McCall, an exercise physiologist and a spokesperson for the American Council on Exercise, says kids are starting sports too young. And the reason why he's saying that is because their bones haven't developed. Mm. Their bones are still developing. So that's another reason added to the list of taking that pressure off of yourself and your kids to feel like you have to do this high level of organized sports activities at a young age. Mm-hmm. He says injuries abound by age 10. What? By age 10. 10. <gasps> Because kids are starting too young.
1: Oh, uh, when they get into, like, the profesh.
0: Yeah. And just, like, putting that pressure on, like, we got to do soccer in the fall. We got to do basketball in the winter. We have to do whatever.
1: Uh, got it. We're
0: not taking rest periods. And so they're putting stress on their bodies. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that.
1: God, so many things I don't think of as a parent.
0: <laughs> no, Blair, I completely agree. I learned... As of today, Mm. about this problem with injuries. And just this morning, just this morning at the breakfast table, my son said he doesn't want to do soccer in the fall. We said, fine. He said, I want to do basketball. I said, well, I think basketball's in the winter at our local community center. So maybe you could do jujitsu in the fall. Hey, you know what he could do, Molly? Nothing. Nothing. Because I'm in dum-dum and I feel like I have to use up all these. I have to fill his days. I don't have to fill his days. The other way to take a rest is I can sign him up for an art class. True that. I can sign him up for a theater class. I was about to say, can't go wrong with an acting class. I know. (laughs) Just this past couple months, he took a really great outdoor class. We have really amazing state parks near us, and one of them took place right near us. And it was so fun. He just, like, trudged through the creek with his pants rolled up to his knees like Huckleberry Finn. There you go. (laughs) And it was amazing. So, like... Molly, take the pressure off. Like, you want them to be involved. You want them to have friends. You want them to stay active. There are ways to do that to also give his five and a half year old body a rest. Let's be real, too, Mol. Mm-hmm.
1: We want to fill their calendars and their time so that we can get our stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because it's it, like honest and true. And that's like, that is definitely, first of all, our child's well-being and wanting them to, you know, be social and physical and all. That's like number one. But the, yeah. uh, fast and hard number two is, whew, I need my time.
0: Because of hashtag constant playmate. Exactly. Because when they're home, we're on. On. And when they're doing other stuff and other people are being able to let them express with their wonderful high levels of energy, etc., it gives us a little breaky-poo. Exactly. Exactly. So there it is. There's the real, real right there. That's absolutely true. And so we feel like we have to fill their days, but it doesn't have to be with sports. So give their bodies a rest. According to CNN, an article on kids in youth sports and their parents, what we can do. They say 70% of kids abandon organized sports by age 13. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes sense. And going back to those injuries, it's because of they already have too much pressure on their bodies. Mm. They feel the pressure from their parents, coaches parents of their friends to perform, to do better. One of the articles I read, this woman said, and this is so true, that she went to drop her daughter off at soccer practice and she couldn't believe the number of parents who were there to watch soccer practice.
1: Oh, to watch the practice. Live your lives, parents. Okay.
0: Yeah. And one of the people there was a caregiver of some kind who was filming the practice.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: And the mom, this particular mom was like, oh my gosh, she's filming it to like, show the parents who couldn't make it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she said she almost felt guilty for dropping her daughter off. She said when she was a kid, and this is a reflection of when I was a kid as well, (laughs) I never saw my parents at a practice. Are you kidding? Bye-bye. Every once in a while they came to a game. And I remember one time being like, how come, you know, so-and-so's mom is always at games, but you guys don't come to my games. Yes. And they're like... (laughs) They're like, Molly, I got stuff to do. <laughs> you have so many games and we have so much to do at home. Like, and I said, it's oh, Saturday. It's Saturday. Yeah, then I get two days off. <laughs> but now, you know what my Saturday is, Blair? It's bringing D to soccer game, then getting in the car. We're eating in the car on our way to learn to skate because you're learning how to ice skate. That's more of a fun thing. But and then we come home and I put my feet up and I say no more. And he says, no, I think we're going to go outside and go on the slip and slide. Oh, the never end. Oh, okay. So my Saturdays are not my own. <laughs> so like maybe our parents were on to something. Drop them off. I mean, take a break for yourself. Take a break for yourself. Find that thing
1: so that they also, you know, they find that independence. Yes, very much so. I mean, our generation is independent.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So what can we do as parents of zero to six year olds or especially the little ones? So ages one to three. This was on a blog called, from a place called Spooky Nook Sports, which is like a big indoor sports complex. It said it was in Lancaster. And in my head, when I saw that, I was like, oh, Lancaster, England. Oh, this is nice. They love football, soccer. It's like American soccer. Oh then I looked further. I'm like, Amish country. It was Amish country. You're absolutely right. It was Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is literally an hour and a half from my house. I was like, why did I think this was like a European sports center? I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, and it was an article about how to get kids interested in sports. And they also emphasize free play and having fun as. Mm-hmm. you know, with our young kids. So ages one to three, don't worry about it. I know we've all seen the pictures of Venus and Serena holding tennis rackets at age two.
1: Well, watch King Richard and you'll, you know, maybe think twice about, you know, <laughs> putting the pressure on. Yeah, I
0: haven't seen it yet. I gotta watch it. Yeah, so ages one to three, we're talking, mm-hmm. give them a tricycle, mm-hmm. bring them to the playground, have a little, tons of free play. And of course you can like, Put stuff, you could have fun with things, bring out a couple of tennis rackets or racquetball rackets and a pile of balls and just see what happens as opposed to being like, and then you throw it over your head for a serve. You want to get it in the diagonal, you know, whatever. Yeah. Don't, we get it. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And even up to age five, they say you can kind of avoid structured competitive team sports, Again, Blair, your example was perfect. It was a completely unstructured team sport. Unstructured. Just complete fun chaos. Perfect. And use your creativity and play a lot of different kinds of games, too. So throw and kick a ball outside, play tag, and hide and go seek, and go running with your kid around the block. They're excellent ways to get them associating sports with fun, because that's what we want to do. If 70% of kids are dropping out of organized sports by the age of 13, maybe they're not having fun anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So let's make it fun. As one guy said in one of the articles, his organization puts the play back in the phrase play ball. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes.
1: Well, that's what I tell my students too. You know, sidebar and how this like kind of correlates with a lot of things. But in our business is that our business gets so like structure and like, go for this and go for that. And the auditions and just the stuff that we do. And we forget that the foundation of this is called doing a play we are playing playing we literally playing so it's like we have to remember the foundations of all of this comes from a place of like true love
0: Mm -hmm. and joy and joy i agree and you know in one sort of comparison is we get stressed out about auditions obviously because it's like going on a job interview every day of our lives but somebody put it to me once and I I can't remember who but I always think about it this way is like aren't we lucky that we get to do what we love which is perform Mm -hmm. middle of the day on a Thursday like who gets to do that unless you're in a play of course but like an audition means I get to do the thing I love Mm -hmm. for 15 minutes in the middle of a day on a Thursday aren't I lucky and I think we have to kind of remember that with our kids aren't we lucky that we have, oh my gosh, we got this soccer ball from Salvation Army and I get to kick it around, you know, on you know a front stoop or in the back or whatever, you know, at the park with my kid. Oh, we're so lucky we get to do this. What a moment of great joy that could be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than worrying about, you know, all these specific skills. And being able to move our bodies. Oh my gosh, we're very lucky. Also, another suggestion was doing non-team sports, such as karate, swimming, dance, running, gymnastics. Because there's still lots of socializing, but there's not the competitive aspect. I was a swimmer. No, you were. Oh, I didn't know that. I wasn't
1: the best. That's cool. But I loved it. I loved being on swim team. Oh, that's great. I loved just, I don't know. I just loved it. And guess what it did? Warm me out. (laughs) And my parents loved that part.
0: Swimming is so good. And, you know, I think about that. My son takes swim lessons whenever we can like fit it in. And also they sell out real quickly. Swimming is very popular. But whenever I get him in there, I always think of it as a survival thing because we visit Rhode Island a lot. My parents live there. We're big ocean people. I want him to be safe. But you're right. There is a ton of joy that can come from swimming, a ton of wearing them out. And it'd be interesting to see if he gets into it competitively later on in life. I kind of forget about that as a an option for a team sport mm-hmm. with an individual aspect to it.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 hmm And there's like minimal injury
0: in it too. Oh, okay. Which is what I like. Nice. You just dive it into water, just swimming. That's it. That's an interesting thing too, thinking about the low injury count, is for swimming, it is that water resistance as opposed to like yeah. heading a soccer ball. Yeah. Or running or
1: gymnastics. I mean Yeah dance. There's a lot of like wear and tear that you, that goes on your body. Not so much with swimming. That's interesting. You can
0: be on the swim team till you're 95. Yeah, we go to um, our local community center and the variety of ages doing laps is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But do remember that swimming is still a sport. And so give your kids some breaks from that as well, because you don't want to overstress their ligaments, etc. But yeah, taking those breaks is so important. So then most of the articles that I read said that age six, you can start to incorporate some actual team sports again in a fun way, try to lay off the competition side of things. And then age eight is when their sort of bodies and brains might start to be ready for more competitive team sports and learning those skills and and that kind of thing. You know, before that age, it might be a little early to put that kind of pressure on them and on you. (laughs) (laughs) They were saying that this emphasis on sort of excelling at one sport at an early age and committing, you know, to that one sport at such an early age is probably also one of the reasons why kids are walking away from sports by the age of 13. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we just let them do and have fun and look forward to different activities in sports and take that pressure off of that, not only that one sport, but also off your kid in general, yeah, maybe more kids would be uh, sticking around for it. Yeah,
1: for sure. Listen, we all can't be Babe Ruth, Aaron Judge. Shout out to Aaron Judge. I'd like to call him my son, <laughs> but I'd also like to go to dinner with him. Who is that? Aaron Judge, number 99 on the Yankees. Oh, uh, Okay. Oh, yeah. out. During the break, Molly, do yourself a favor and Google that one.
0: I shall. I shall. Oh,
1: a yummy drink of water. <laughs> but he's also like, he's so young, he could be my son. Yeah. But yeah, take that pressure off yourself and just listen. If you didn't make it to the major leagues, mom, dad, it's okay. It's all good. It's okay. They, we have uh, simulators now. You can go, you know, there's
0: plenty of video sports you could do. You know,
1: don't put it on your little one.
0: I read to somewhere that something like 3% of children involved in youth sports go on to play high school sports. 3%. So, like, sim- we can all simmer down. <laughs> it? simmer down. Simmer down. there. You know what? Take them to the theater. Yeah. We could use them. We're actors. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk more about how to encourage our kids to stay active, stay healthy, and how to keep them interested in sports, if that's something that they are interested in, and how we can support them in that with our behavior.
1: Yes. We'll be right back. Stick around.
2: Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
3: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together, we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
1: welcome back to toddler purgatory where we're talking about all things sports and getting your kids involved with sports um what's a good time what's not a good time taking breaks living vicariously through them not living vicariously through them? don't do it don't you do it don't do it um <laughs> and we're going to talk about like how you can encourage your kids to start and stick with sports if that's the route you see them going down
0: yeah, The first thing to remember, we talked about this a little bit, is stay away from competition in these early years. This is a great description <laughs> from, I believe it's that, that parenting article. Most toddler sports teams are just kiddie classes with jerseys, and that's a good thing. Sure. See Blair's example of the, all the kids, <laughs> um, 25 kids running after one ball on a t-ball team? One ball, that's it. Ah, get <laughs> it! Get
1: it! And then the coach is like, just throw it here. Just toss it here. And it goes like, Leagues beyond him, and then all 25 of them go
0: after the ball that they've just thrown to. It's hilarious. The best. That is the best. They say, in fact, until about the age of seven or eight, competition can be stressful for kids and turn them off of sports forever. The focus should simply be on fun with no winners or losers or right way or wrong way at this age. That's great. That's great. It's a great reminder. Yeah.
1: Because there are some, I think, being a non competitive person myself, you think. That I like competition in the career path that I've chosen. Right. But I really don't. I'm just like, I'm not a competitive person at all. And I think that sometimes the pressure that I felt as a young kid, not to make this about me, but, you know, (laughs) the pressure that I felt when it came to like competitive sports, team sports, was that everyone had to be on this idea of like competing, like, beat them. And I was just like, I'm just here for the cookies after. I'm here for the juice boxes after we line up and do that, like, oh yeah, line up, high And I love that part. Oh, and then we all would go to the ice cream place. Hello. Yes, that's what I was there for. But it was like, I was there for the hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> Give me the hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, not everyone has that, like,
0: not everyone's in it to beat them. And it's good, you know, if somebody has a natural sense of Absolutely Athleticism, competitiveness, etc But as with most things, let's kind of encourage them to have fun, be the number one thing And don't forget that our second reminder to you is We talked about this, be well-rounded You're putting your kid at risk if you're really grooming your preschooler To be really elite at one sport at this age The doctor we mentioned earlier said specializing in one sport from a young age in hopes of becoming a star player is what contributes to overuse injuries. Let your child try a variety of activities that allow her to use her body in different ways.
1: Have you ever seen the short game on Netflix? What is that? Oh, it's interesting. It is about just exactly what we're talking about, like grooming young kids for professional sports. Oh, but it's like, it's, fascinating if y'all get a chance i gotta watch that watch it it's pretty fascinating and it's well done because you see it from both sides you see from the kid's side but then you also see it from the parent's side and it's it's pretty fascinating
0: anyway oh boy what's it called again the short game okay oh gotta watch that so i can keep myself in (laughs) check keep yourself in check molly also don't forget to take time off give your kid time off Your kid doesn't always Need to be enrolled in something They need to rest their bodies So one doctor says Young kids need to rest their bodies So remember to give them A season or two off Every year I gotta do that If you love the structure That a class provides Try art or music For a semester instead Yes
1: Yes Yes Love it And also Take that like Gender
0: pressure off of it You know what I mean No What do you mean
1: Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe Chris Smith.
0: <laughs> no, I believe that what you're saying is true, but I don't know what you mean. Gender pressure, like putting boys in soccer and girls in gymnastics. Oh, okay. Got it. Or taking your little girl to an art class or a dance
1: class. Dance classes, right? Like, my little girl's in dance class. She's three, but there's only, like, one boy in her class. So fun. Yeah. I'm like,
0: where are the homies at? Let me tell you something. Show your kid descendants and... If you have a boy, he will want to take dance classes. Oh, for because sure! Because anything like that, show him Newsies, Billy Elliot, and I said Billy Elliot. We watched the original West Side Story, and now my son is like so into it. <laughs> so into he it, be a jet. and it's, yeah, you know, I think he does want to be a jet. I think he thinks the jets—the way they're framed in that first one—is they do an okay job with being like seen it from both sides of the Jets and the Sharks, but there is an emphasis on the Jets being for sure the main character. But I haven't seen the new West Side Story, so I don't know if they equalize it
1: more. I don't know either, but I'm just saying. Wait, did you see the second one? No, I haven't seen it yet. I don't see anything, Molly. I don't see anything. I know, I know, I know, I know. I see the short game. Yeah, four years ago. <laughs>
0: And so take that pressure off of yourself. And here's a great bottom line from one of the articles. If you or your child have fun at Pee Wee Baseball, go for it in moderation. If your kid isn't having fun, don't force the issue because that's what's going to turn them against sports.
1: That's what's going to turn them against a lot of stuff, especially from zero to five. How many things are just like not fun? Once it turns unfun, it turns unfun for everybody. Oh, gosh. Yes, please. No, thank you. Some things you got to do. Okay. fine those things that are like extracurricular or yeah, especially at this age yeah fill in time if it turns on fun turn it off shut it down
0: we do we feel this pressure i know i know i do i know i do too and also like you want to teach your kid this is where my conflict comes in is that i also want to teach my kid stick-to-itiveness like you can't give up on something just because it's hard yes Yes, yes. So I think we have to, as with most things in parenting, take a step back, try to have an objective attitude on it. But for the most part, ages zero to six, nobody has to do anything. Nobody has to do anything. You don't have to play soccer.
1: You don't have to do it. You
0: don't have to do it. Like the one thing I would say is maybe more survival stuff, which is so funny. I said this to my husband at one time I said, you know, I really want to make sure we continue with swim classes because that's survival. And my husband is a huge hockey fan. And he said, and I think we should continue with ice skating lessons because that is survival. When he is on the New York Rangers, <laughs> he needs to know how to skate. Oh, that's what happens When my son was born, my husband didn't have <laughs> Yankee symbols in his eyes. He had New York Rangers symbols in his eyes. I mean, it's the same thing. He's like, automatically got him a stick. He's like, here's a stick, son. Yeah. He didn't get Sophie La Giraffe. His Sophie La Giraffe was a Sophie La hockey <laughs> stick. I'm like, I, Chihuahua. Like, All right. And the final thing I want to say about this is that our kids learn by watching us. So if we are having fun, if we are light on our with how we speak to them about sports, if we are having a great time, if we are not putting any pressure on them, they aren't going to feel any pressure. Yes. So if we start practicing good, positive, supportive behavior right now. With our kids who are ages zero to six, and then we carry that through, they are going to have a love of the fun of sports, of the camaraderie, of the exercise, of the fresh air, rather than feeling this pressure to be the next Venus Williams. Yes. So watch your shouting on the sidelines, Molly. (laughs) Another thing, another person mentioned in an article, which I thought was really interesting, was about let your child lead the conversation in the car. On the way home from games. Mm -hmm. Because maybe they don't need to dissect the game like you do. (laughs) I thought that was a great. That might be for older kids maybe. But that really stuck with me. Because I was like, yeah, because like. It's sort of like when I pick my son up at school, I need to force myself to close my mouth and let him just have like a moment of decompression in the back seat from his six and a half, seven hours of excitement all day, rather than being like, how was your day? What'd you do? Make any new friends? Play with anyone new? What was your bloom? What was your thorn? Bah, bah, bah. Like, no. Mal, Mal, Molly. Mal, Molly. Molly, just put on Pearl. Make him listen to Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the background yep. dry- and eat his mozzarella balls and... Get home. And then you can pepper him with questions. But it's that same thing. Let your child lead the conversation after the game. Maybe it's not that big a deal to them to dissect everything that happened. I love that.
1: Take the pressure off. You know, I have one too. And this is like, and I'm guilty of this. But I noticed that whenever I go to my son's games, granted, there's only been two or three. A lot of us, it's sometimes it gets a little tedious. And we're there. And I've done it. Just dig out my phone. Yes. And I had a moment His last game Where it was hot And it was taking a little bit of a while And we all were clumped under the shade And it was just like, you know It was taking a bit And a lot of us were on our phones And I looked up and I saw some of the kids Like looking for their parents' attention And I was like, oh, wait a second Okay, all right, This may be boring for us And we have these gadgets now Mm -hmm. That hold our attention But like Seeing those kids look for our validation just to see if they're seeing them all run towards the same ball. yeah. You know, it was like a ding dong in my head that was like, yeah, OK, this may be one thing to you, but it's another thing for him. And it's important that you're here. But being here also means being present and making sure that he sees your eyes.
0: Yeah, that's funny. It is like the halfway point between looking at your phone for the 45 minutes and screaming on the sidelines There's a middle area Where you're present And supportive And having fun Yeah But still being supportive to them Which is so funny Because when we were kids Again Parents were not at practices And they were rarely at games But when they were at games weren't there I remember like I can hear my dad's laugh <laughs> Chatting with the other dads And you know whatever Yeah. And I remember being like Dad You need to focus on me Look at me Look at me So find that balance Between having fun Because also like kids' team sports are also an opportunity for parents to make friends and have fun. For sure. Because as we often discuss, parenting can be isolating. <laughs> and I love like, we definitely over the past, you know, couple years that my son has been sort of lately involved in sports, have definitely made some friends, even if we're just like kind of Facebook friends now, but be able to sit on the sidelines with fellow parents and Just kind of commiserate and chit chat. It's really fun. It's really fun. So try and stay present to them as well. I think that was golden. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, you know, to wrap it up, for the ages of zero to six, we want to keep the emphasis on fun. If you want to try signing your kid up for a sport, For the younger years, maybe focus on things that are not team sports where they don't have to like learn skills and stuff. We're talking karate, we're talking swimming, we're talking gymnastics, we're talking dance. I liked your reminder, Blair, to not feel like you have to book your kid along gender lines, the sports along gender lines. Again, show them descendants. They will go to dance class. We want a well rounded kids, but we don't want to wear out our kids. So make sure to give them breaks as well. And again, if you want to get that sweet, sweet time to yourself to get stuff done, then maybe sign up for an outdoor class or an art class instead of sports you know one season and the biggest thing is that our we lead by example so if we show our kids that sports can and should be fun first and foremost maybe it can be something that is part of their life to teach them teamwork camaraderie the importance of moving their bodies it's only gonna you know benefit them if we keep it positive
1: and it may get you to the major leagues who knows <laughs>
0: Maybe. Was that you or your husband talking? I don't know. It's, it's kind of trickling down to me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no. <laughs> kid's got a good
1: swing. I got to admit, kid's got a good swing. Look, bottom line, he has a good
0: swing. Are we going to get competitive? Not yet.
1: Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Do I have my eye on the prize? Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're going to sum up this episode by completely negating our own episode. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here on Toddler Purgatory. Oh, man. I really learned a lot with this one because this is a really interesting time having a five and a half year old and having so many sports options. And I need to remember this episode has been a great reminder that I can step back and chill out a little bit and follow his lead to what he wants to do. When I was a kid, I took break dancing and I took baton twirling. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. What was the name of my baton? Troop, the Green Berets Yes, it was Okay, Green Berets I love that <laughs> We took it very seriously And, you know, neither of those things stuck, unfortunately But, like, thank goodness I wasn't forced to stay on the soccer field or the softball field all year long And do traveling teams to different states and stuff Like, I don't know I think it would have been too much for me I think it would just would have been too much I remember my youth sports with fondness Right
1: and you listen, you balled all that fun up and you made it work into what you do as a career now. And that's what yes. counts.
0: Yeah. And I still move my body. I can get on the basketball court with my five and a half year old and show him how it's done. All right, mom. All right, okay. mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to wrapping it up. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take it easy.